This episode is brought to you by Ninja RMM, the easiest RMM you will ever use. Ninja offers easy-to-use remote monitoring and management tailored to your needs as an MSP or IT professional with a full range of features, all within a single pane of glass. Ninja is trusted by over 2,000 partners across the globe and was built to scale up as fast as your business requires. Visit ninjarmm.com forward slash tub talk to sign up to a free trial and become an IT ninja today. Hey folks, Richard Tubb here with a very special interview with a very close friend of mine today. Now, if you're a regular listener to Tub Talk, then over the past few months, you'll have become familiar with a new voice on the show, uh, a gentleman who introduces my interviews to you as the listener. That voice belongs to Jeff Nicholson, who is joining me today. Now, many of you know that I've recently got married up sticks from my home in Birmingham and moved to Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of the UK. Uh, the business community here has been absolutely incredible welcoming me, and I've made a lot of new friends, none more so than Jeff, who has been an amazing source of strength and inspiration to me. Jeff is a performance coach who specializes in the field of high performance, resilience, and stress management. Jeff works with high-performing individuals and organizations, supporting them to get the maximum performance and productivity with the benefit of creating a better harmony between work and life. Jeff Nicholson, the voice of Tub Talk, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Lovely to be here. So let's start out by talking about what performance coaching is. I know you're certified in life and success coaching, uh, clinical hypnotherapy. That's a tool I've actually used myself on a weekly basis for a number of years now, uh, as well as neuro-linguistic programming. But for the uninitiated, what on earth does all of that actually mean, mate? No, re removing all of the, all of the labels. Uh, um, ultimately, for me, um, performance coaching is about getting that individual, if we take it right down to the core, that individual to work at their most peak level, but also to live at their highest level as well. Because for me, it's all very well in working on the work side, but actually life has got a big element to it as well. So making sure that they are implementing strategies and they're, they're being resourceful for what skill sets they already have and then utilizing them to output the maximum beneficial uh, results for them. How did you get into this then? So we've talked about neuro-linguistic programming, we've talked about clinical hypnotherapy, life coaching. What you do is essentially, I'm going to say, an amalgamation of all these things and helping people to, to do things better. How did you get into that? Okay, so um, my background initially was always going to be working for a family business, which was confectionery of all things. Um, then from that, I actually was a printer and I went through a sort of a life changing crucible moment where I got chronic, uh, sorry, I got um, meningitis twice um, within a 12 month period. And that resulted in me actually being off work for about six years. I was bed bound for 12 months, sleeping 20 hours a day. Um, stuck in the house for four, needing a wheelchair and, and walking stick. And I went through clinical depression, um, hyper-anxiety. Um, and it really all came to a point where ultimately it was in January 2006. I remember kind of like going through things and I remember looking at my wife and the kids going, I cannot put them through it anymore. 
Um, so I actually left the house with every intention to commit suicide. I knew where I was going to do it. I knew that I could get to 90 miles an hour. I knew with a seatbelt off, that would be it. Um, and as I was driving towards the oak tree at the bottom of the road, I kind of like, I guess there was, you're going through that moment of temporary insanity is how I describe it. And then there was a moment of clarity where I heard my um, five-year-old son at the time, Will, my eldest, voice saying, not now, daddy. And he just kept shouting and shouting it in my head. And there was just a moment where I slammed on the brakes, pulled to the side of the road, and you know all the emotional uh, emotions going as well. But there was a this driven determination to go right. One, I'm going to get my life on track. Two, I need to find out what, as a mission, I guess, on my life, what is it that moves people from this moment of desperation to how can they live an inspired life? Um, and through that. It was firstly, very selfishly, what do I need? So the hypnotherapy came in, not because I wanted to turn anyone into thinking they can see chickens or anything <laughs> like that, <laughs> but it was really about language. How are we talking, you know, NLP as well. How, could, how do we talk to ourselves and how does that affect the, the outcome of that? And also what are the, you know, the power of language is an amazing thing. And then with the life coaching, because I know it gets a, a mixed bag about of, of what they think it is. It's woo-woo and all of that sort of stuff. Ultimately, life coaching and success coaching for me is all about how can you be the best version of yourself and live the best version of your life you can. Because I think the biggest challenge is, like me during the time, I was settling for mediocrity. And I refused to allow myself or any of the clients that I work with or any of my family to go, this is all I am capable of. Because I think there is so much more potential to us. We just don't really know. So that's really how I got involved in that. And it's been a mission ever since. Well, I mean, first of all, thank you for sharing that story. That's, uh, you know, incredible. Um, I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people listening today. It certainly resonates with me. Um, let's talk a little bit about mindset and performance and, and how it relates to that. So I consider myself a high performer. You know, if I say so myself, um, I'm very focused, very driven. I know many of the listeners to the show will consider themselves high performers as well. But at the end of the day, we're only human. I'm only human. I'm not a machine. If I want to maintain that high performing nature, um, you need to look after yourself. Um, otherwise, you can end up in a situation, you know, as you've shared, I've had something very similar myself and I know many of the listeners to the show have as well. If you want to maintain that high-performing nature, what do you need to do to look after yourself mentally as well as physically? Well, I think there's two things. I think it's just quite often we are wrapped up in, you know, we've all heard this word hustle banging around all over the place. And you know, this, this misconception that what it means to be successful is to work, you know, 50, 50, 100 hours a week in order to get the results that you want. Now, in my personal experience, I haven't found that. In fact, majority of the people that I've spoken to, worked with or interviewed, they've needed to reduce that attitude in order to produce the results that they're wanting to. Because there's two elements to it. There's one, if you are doing something that you, are, um, that you enjoy or you, you look at your career, that's a big part of your life. But there's the other element as well. And when we, you know, we, you talked at the beginning about balance. And balance, if we're wanting to, sorry, harmony, if we're wanting to achieve that level of 
happiness, fulfillment, which I believe that all of us are looking for, we have to understand that what it's about the energy that you put into it. So if you're putting all of your energy and everything in your performance, I guess, towards the, your career, then actually what you're doing is you're neglecting another really key part of what's going on in your life. You know, I've worked with plenty of people who have kind of like got home and realized that their wife or partner has just gone, actually, you know what, this isn't working. And they're gobsmacked of how this has happened. And it's simply because of taking their eye off the ball and just being put focusing their attention onto something else. The other thing is, is, you know, I can, from a, from a man's point of view is men can't talk about their emotions. You know, men can't stand up there and go, I'm really struggling. And I think that we have to snap out of that attitude because we're human beings and whether we like it or not, all human beings need to have that um, care and attention for themselves. Um, we need to listen more to what is going on with ourselves because if we're not listening to it, I didn't pay any attention to myself. Um, I just let myself, you know, stuff wasn't going on. I wasn't happy. I didn't talk about what was going on. So actually what really meant is my performance completely dived. Um, statistically, what they say is the more stressed you get, you can lose your effectiveness by about 45%. Wow. So if you're using, if you're thinking by hustling and just work, 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 that you're actually being more effective, you're actually lying to yourself because that's not true. What you need to do is, is take a very sensible step back sometimes and go, okay, what is it that I need to do to maintain my, my optimum level of performance? Because we need to succeed in business. I'm a business owner. You're a business owner. We need to do that. But a very big part of my life is also my family. And what I've learned from my illness is it's also myself. And I call this being positively selfish. So what you have to do sometimes is, is we're told not to think about ourselves too often. And actually what we have to do is if we're in a right place, then the people around us are going to massively benefit from that. And it was a simple lesson I learned by watching um, the strategy when they're in airplanes and they say, look, when oxygen comes out, you have to put your, um, the oxygen on you before your kids. Now that's a completely alien thing for me to do because I would I would take my last breath in order to make sure that was on but it wouldn't work so I've learned over the last 10 years that I've actually got to maintain my optimal performance in order to be the best help and support for my family for my friends and introducing for my career makes a lot of sense I'm going to jump in I, I want to share something specific and personal to me okay. uh, too um and this happened purely by chance, uh, just 24 hours before we recorded this. Uh, you were a big part of it as well. Now, I've been nailing it in my business lately. I've really been in the flow. Um, my income is exceeding targets. Business-wise, doing just great. Then a couple of weeks ago, things started to feel a bit like a slog. Uh, you know, I really had to grind the results out. Um, the results kept coming, um, you know, but I've had to work harder than I feel I really should have to get them there. In short, it's not been a lot of fun. Now, you and I are part of a mastermind group here in the Northeast that I get great value. We both get great value from. Um, but I actually took some of your advice and I shared how I was feeling with the group. Um, and the truth came out that all of us in the group were actually feeling that way at the time. Um, 
I'm going to hand it across to you at this point because you know I think this is sort of serendipity that this happened just before we recorded. This was this wasn't planned, but I think this is a great example of me, uh, somebody like me, a high performer, focusing too much on the business, too much on the results of the business, and not listening to the signals I was giving out. So tell me the advice that you gave not only to me but to the rest of our mastermind group. Yeah, so really, for me, the 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 core thing is is when you are focusing. You know, we talked about the blinkers before, and you are putting all of your energy and efforts into your work you've also got to understand the personality you are you're a very sociable person you like being around other people and I work at home like you and sometimes we can get stuck in that work at home mode and we don't you know we don't stop and pay attention to actually what are we really feeling do we need to jump out and go and get our our social fix or whatever it is um and What's really important is is that we learn to manage that because the key thing is our mental, emotional, and physical energy needs to be respected. You know, that's the first thing. And when when you respect it, you learn to manage it effectively as well. We talked about emotional and energy management. And what happens is is when you know that that is going on, there are going to be um, telltales or yeah, something like that, whatever that means. <laughs> telltale um, signs, yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> so they're going to be telltale signs. But the difference is the, the person who thinks that that is to be ignored is going to sink faster and deeper. The person that can be um, man enough, human enough, woman enough to go, okay, hands up, I'm not in a good place – and takes a step back is actually going to recuperate that energy and that physical emotional drain that's going on a heck of a lot faster than someone who is just ignoring that and entering the brick wall zone. So I think for a lot of it is it's, it's really about the conversation really with, with the mastermind was, okay, we need to respect our energy levels. And if we're not in a good place, okay, take a step back and ask yourself why, because you will know the reason why. That's the one thing is, well, I go, well, I don't know, I don't know. But actually, we do. We just sometimes don't want to admit that I've, I've, I've overdone it in X or I'm not getting enough of, of, of Y or whatever it is. And I think by being, becoming more self-aware, which ultimately is the philosophy of mindfulness, really, is once you become self-aware of what's going on, you actually make those decisions quicker, which then means that you're not taking yourself down that, if you want, negative or destructive path for too long yeah and and some of the advice you gave me i'm a systems guy you know that you're a good friend of mine you know everything (laughs) gets put into systems you know it's my programmer's background um and one of the systems that you shared with me was hey you know don't wait until you get these red flags don't wait until it's a grind put systems in place to keep those energy levels topped up so as you've already said i'm very gregarious very social i enjoy spending time with people what i've had a tendency to do is get my head down work on the business until I hit that brick wall when it becomes a grind and then say, I'll pick up the fan and I'll maybe go out for a beer with a friend or organize a lunch with a business friend or whatever. The advice you gave me was put a system in place and just make sure that you're regularly dipping those things. Absolute common sense, except, you know, I I overlook those things because uh, I think like most people, men especially, I uh, don't give enough uh, importance to the the level of, uh, you know, importance that, that keeping yourself uh, mentally tip top and keeping your energy levels topped up actually means. 
Well, yeah, and, 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 you know, you use the calendar as a great example. You know, for many people who run their business, they live by their calendar. You know, phone calls, emails that need to get done, you know, projects that have been working on will all go in. And many will say, if it's not in the diary, it'll not get done. Yeah. So one of the things I suggest with my clients is when you look at your, because I generally plan my month ahead. Um, so what I do is I look at my month and I go, okay, um, this, is, this is what is going to get done. But the first thing that goes in my diary is the personal stuff. It's not the business stuff. The first thing we'll go in is when am I going to have family days or, or family periods? And that might be in the evening because, you know, I'll, I'll do a lot of uh, coaching calls during the night, during the evening. Or when is it that I'm going to take some time out to, you know, go for a walk or whatever it is. All of that goes in because now I respect myself as much as I respect my clients. So, and this is about being positively selfish. So if it is, you know, I don't, I'm not anal about it, but there may be, you know, in a, on an evening, I'll go, do you know what? I'm just going to crash out. I'm just going to go on the Xbox and I'm just going to have a, a blast for an hour. And then I'll go back and do some work because it's freed some stuff up. So for me, if going to the gym is important to you, so some people will put going into the gym, you also need to put other stuff. So I have meditation, I have journaling time, I have all of those sort of things that go into my calendar. So I know exactly what I am doing and, and I am respecting the downtime as much as I am the work time. Yeah, makes absolute sense. Now, I want to address something here because yes. you already mentioned the word earlier on, and I think it is worth addressing. It's almost the elephant in the room here, and that's the idea that all of this sounds great, but it feels a little bit woo-woo. Oh, <laughs> now, yes. I know, I know oh, yeah. myself years ago when um, I first came across the idea of hypnotherapy, and then that led to meditation and journaling and all of these great things. I know this stuff works. And this is a system like any other system, it works to keep. But for the uninitiated, I know I was certainly this way. When I first came across the idea of uh, hypnotherapy, I'm like, mm. eh, this sounds a little bit hippie. This sounds a little bit woo-woo. And, and there's something else I want to address just before I ask you, you know, um, your thoughts on that. Um, the listeners to this podcast are going to be the owners of IT businesses in the most mm -hmm. part. And that means, for the most part, they're also going to be men. We had Melissa Saar from IT Glue on a previous episode. She was talking about the challenges of being a, a woman, uh, one of the rare women working in IT. That's something that we as an industry have got to fix. But the fact remains that most listeners to the show are going to be male owners of IT businesses. And I'm going to take a punt here. They're going to think of this all as very woo-woo and dismissive. What is the the mental block here what is the roadblock for men actually getting a grip of this stuff and saying this isn't woo woo this is looking after yourself in the same way that going to the gym would be and it's not something um crazy it's real okay i love this question okay so <laughs> first of all um i i was no different i'm a six foot four fairly big geordie so from from the sake of someone coming up to me and going um, you know, you need to go and do some meditation or you need to go and write in a book your issues or whatever it is. Um, prior to me being ill, I would have told them to um, jump off a short pier. Um, <laughs> however, um, what I have learned, there's two things. Number one is, um, I think the big one for me is get over yourself because a lot of it is down to pride 
and dare I say weakness in not trying something that's a little bit different. Um, I really now, and I've got mates that will look at the stuff that I do and go, nah, not for me. Um, I really don't give a damn what they think. Um, I think part of it is, is pride and, and in some cases ignorance in thinking because, you know, um, because there is not something physical, because it's not a widget that you're lifting and you can feel the strength change, that there is there is that woo woo thing and don't get me wrong i have my i have my limits on entering woo woo land you know there is there are some points where i cannot delve because it's even too far fetched for me but i respect the people who do that and believe it because if you believe it and you do it and it works that's all that really matters but i think also there's a really key thing is is number one never knock something until you've tried it there's so many people that will go um in fact, I had a guy who said something on um, one of my uh, posts a couple of months ago and said, you know, your, your, um, your, your strategies are, are so easy and obvious, it's crazy. And I went, yeah, I agree, they're easy, but that doesn't mean they're simple to implement. You know, you know when you're overweight and simply eat less, move more is how you get less, but that doesn't mean everyone does it. It's a multi-billion pound industry. So easy doesn't mean it's easy to implement. And actually, when we start delving with the mind, the mind is the biggest challenge of all. You know, you can go, you go to the gym and you do the reps and everything and you see that change. But it's when you are going to the gym and working on it for that small period of time, you see the change. When you are working with your head, your head will throw so many sabotaging things to you that deliberately is diverting you off track and you have to be resolute to go, no, this is what I'm actually doing. And to do things like, you know, uh, hypnotherapy, meditation, mindfulness. I've interviewed over a hundred people for my show and, you know, most of them are thought leaders, business leaders. We've had yourself on. There's not one that I've spoken to that doesn't implement something like that. You know, you look at, um, you know, the traditional ones, Tony Robbins, you know, how much is he worth? How successful is he? I work personally with Jack Canfield, was mentored by him. He swears by it as well. There's a reason why these people do it. It's not just let's follow the track and everyone's doing it. It's these people wouldn't do it if it didn't work. And I think a lot of the times is, you know, journaling, I once thought journaling was just something my 14-year-old sister did. Yeah. And my mission was to find that and use it to emotionally blackmail her to, to get one up on her. You know, that was my mission. But actually, there's an awful time when you see people walking around with the notepads and they're documenting everything. And, you know, that's a really important. So I think a big thing is get over yourself. Try it. If you don't like it, no problem. But don't diss it until you've actually tried it. Because um, when I'm working with my clients, I don't take excuses full stop. When they say that they won't do it because it looks stupid, it's not good enough for me. Do it. And if it feels stupid, then don't do it anymore. Or if you're not getting the results, fine. But just because someone says, you know, meditate, it does not mean you have to shave your head where, you know, Wear, wear, wear that orange robe and wear Crocs. What it means is, is actually for once in your life, you are taking some time to focus on you. And, you know, there's evidence of how it helps blood pressure. There's evidence of how it helps concentration, creativity, you know, generally how your body works. 
That's because how much time do you actually take just to sit down for 10 minutes and focus on nothing but your breath rather than going, well, I need to do this email, I need to do that. It's the hardest thing in the world when we first get started. So I think is a, the big one is, is if you want to create the exceptional, which is what I'm all about, you've got to try these things. If you just want to carry on doing mediocrity, whatever that version is in your life, then keep saying that you're not going to do something because it looks stupid. Mm. I just don't see, I don't see the benefit of it. Do something. If it's rubbish and doesn't work, fine, move on to the next thing. But don't sit there on a, on a pedestal saying that it's rubbish when you haven't changed, when you haven't tried it. Don't see the point. Could, could not agree more. And personally, for me, meditation, I use the Headspace app, yeah. um, which is absolutely fantastic, you know, 15 minutes a day. We'll, we'll include that in the show notes, actually, a link to the Headspace app, because if you're thinking meditation is all woo-woo and hum and uh, all, all those other things, yeah. just try it. Because uh, as Jeff said, every single person that I've interviewed for my podcast, all of the highly successful people in the IT industry have got some sort of mindfulness, some sort of meditation practice in there. Let, let's talk specifically uh, about journaling. Um, okay. I recently did uh, a shout out for a, 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 pod, a guest interview I did with Chris Ducker um, on his Youpreneur podcast. And we talked about my journaling practice, which to many people, journaling feels as though it's, as you say, it's like a teenage diary or whatever. It's so much more than that. Uh, uh, Ducker told me the other day, he said he'd had a phenomenal feedback to that episode where I talked about journaling. So, you know, the Youpreneur community, some of the most successful um, business owners in the world across there. So again, this is not a woo-woo thing. This is a real thing. What does business journaling mean to you, Jack, and what benefits does it bring? Okay, so um, I, I used to keep two separate journals. I used to keep a personal journal, and then I used to keep something called a business playbook, and that was everything that I was doing, experimenting with, and everything would go down in a, on a, in a book. Um, every tweak and everything would be recorded so I could go back, and for me, it was easy to replicate. So for me, but what I ended up realizing is that actually they shouldn't, for me personally, they shouldn't be separate. And it was, there's a couple of different things. Number one is you have to find your journaling style. So for you, it may be free writing, which basically just means grab a moleskin, put a date on top or, or a reference and just dump your thoughts. The other thing is sometimes people need more structure. So there's things like the five-minute journal, which you can actually get as an app or you can actually get the physical book. Um, there's other apps like Day One or Journey, um, I use Journey um, for my free writing things. But the one that I found was really great with structure for me personally was something called the Best Self Journal. And the reason why is, is for me, it had some very key structures into it, something that I teach all my clients, but I found it in this one book. And there was a couple of things. We've talked about gratitude just before you talked about that. Um, for me, there is a reason why you have to focus on the gratitude. Now, if we take it from, from my point of view, when I was um, housebound, wheelchair-bound, didn't want to be around my kids, sleeping 20 hours a day, I was grateful for just being able to walk from the front door to the, to the front gate or to be able to actually sit with my children for 10 minutes to watch Scooby-Doo or whatever the heck it was. Um, there, that was something really important. The gratitude makes you get centered on actually what's important. Because I think sometimes is we we don't really look at that and go, okay, this is, you know, we're busy about this hasn't been done or this hasn't been done. The wheel wheelie bin hasn't been put out. Oh my God, I've I've missed the wheelie bin. You know, we stress over the stupid things. 
but actually to have gratitude and actually focus on the simple things and choose three different things every single day. Um, this, uh, the best self does morning and night. Um, what it does is it gets you into your emotional state better. So it actually, you start the day better because you're going, yeah, these are the important things in my life. Nighttime, these are the important things and it might help you sleep a bit better. The other really important thing for me is, is when you're journaling is recording your successes. Now, we spoke about this yesterday in our mastermind conversation. We did, yeah. Not, not enough people record their successes. We are so caught up in the momentum of doing that we are not actually stopping for a second and going, what did I actually do well here? Some of it is because we are educated at a very young age that we shouldn't be bragging or we shouldn't be standing up and going, hey, I've done this today. Um, to me personally, what I've learned through my experience and what I do now, that's utter BS. Um, what you need to do is you need to start recording more of your successes. And I don't care how small they are, but what you've at least got to do is record two or three things every day. The reason for that is, is before earlier, and we talked about how we, you know, we can get in that bad place and we just don't want to sort of get out. Your brain will edit your world to fit you. So how you are feeling, if you're really down, if something isn't going right, what it will do, there's a part of your brain that will go, if you want to know how rubbish your day is going, I am going to present you all the information that you need to know to prove to you that your day is worthless. Okay, so basically what you need to do is then purposefully take action by having something written down that you can relate to and refer to and go back and go, actually, it's not that bad because actually yesterday I made a sale of 5K or, you know, today I've just won this contract. It's not actually true what I am saying to myself. So recording your successes is critical. And I can go back about three years um, on my recording of what my successes are. Whenever I'm feeling bad and I go through moments of depression, you know, that's, that's just something I do. I'm not ashamed to admit it or anything. I will go back and review those things. It might not be words. It might be pictures. It might be poems. It might be something that have just inspired me in some way that I can go back and go, okay, I'm feeling in a, in a lot better place. So I really think that recording your successes is, is critical to moving forward. And the other one is reflection points, writing down what you have learned today. So we all learn from mistakes. We might not like making mistakes, but the only way that we are going to learn and move forward is by making mistakes. But again, so many people, there's a great saying, keep on doing what they've always done and expecting a different result. The only way you are going to change that direction is by acknowledging that you have made a mistake, identifying what it was, what you have learned, and then changing that tactic. The only way you can do that is actually by recording it so you know. So making sure that when you are going through this journal process, um, you know, going through that, and also try to keep it as positive as possible. However, I acknowledge that sometimes we're having a bad day and we just need to brain dump our thoughts. The other benefit with brain dumping your thoughts and your direction, whether it's business challenges or life challenges or however you want to use that journal, is you are actually taking it out of your head and putting it onto something solid. So you're almost, the way I look at it is, is you're emptying that emotional drain in your brain and you're putting it down on paper to declare it, that was it, now let's move on. And I think for me, they're the, they're the really important things, but you've got, again, it's a habit, you've got to dedicate time, 
It's not always easy to do when you're feeling rubbish, but by doing those things, once you've found how you want to journal, then all of a sudden is, is you are able to just get that habit in. Again, this is something successful people do all over the place. So it's, it's you know, in NLP, we talk about modeling. If people are doing it and they believe in it and they are being successful, then we have to adopt some of those strategies because they obviously work for them. But the only way we're going to find out if they work for us is by doing them, not by sitting on that pedestal again saying, oh, it's stupid, it's only for 14-year-olds. Then fine. And if you don't want to journal, fine. But if it's something that may help you, you'll never know because you're just not settling for it. Mm. You've referred to to something there that I want to I want to pick up on, and that's the fact of actually physically writing it down. Now you're a big tech fan. Uh, you love the use of technology the same way that I do for making life easier and more efficient. Yet you write, uh, and listeners can't see this at the moment, but you're holding your journal up in front of me. I've yep. sat next to you at um, uh, conferences. I've sat next to you during meetings. And like me, you've been using a pen and paper to write your thoughts down and to write your notes down. Unlike me, which basically looks as though a spider's fell in a bowl of ink and crawled across the page, your notes are absolute work of art. So first thing, I just want to demonstrate this to the listeners. Can we get a screenshot, a photograph of a couple of your pages' original notes? I'm sure I can sort something out. We'll include those in the show notes. But what is it for you, Jeff, about the the physical act of writing instead of the, the, the quicker idea of, you know, sort of typing things down? Okay, so to me, this goes even deeper than writing. Um, I'm dyslexic, and I really hate writing. Um, Evernote is my go-to place normally. Um, um, but what I what I find is is two things. Number one, I take a long, long time to find the journal because to me, this 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 is my this is my success in the cover. Really, that's how I look at it. Like volume fifty-nine or whatever it is now. Um, and the, I want to get a book that cr- emanates that, you know. So the the one that I used to use just moleskins, but then I was like, no, that don't cut it. Um, so then I got I got these ones, which is leather bound. It looks like a you know like an adventurer's journal. I I, I remember speaking to my kids when we got it. I was like, this is like Indiana Jones's <laughs> little book, because um, I like me films. Um, and I think for me. When you are typing, you can edit. And for me, what it's important is to catch exactly what I'm thinking at that moment in time. I'm a perfectionist at heart. So if something doesn't match what I'm writing on the text on the computer, I will go back and I will remove it and I'll put it exactly what it was meant to be. So for me, there is a tactile, I am committing this to paper. It is decreed in the history of me. Um, this is what is going on. Um, the and also I, I can the 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 thing that you can't do on technology. Although the iPad Pro with the pencil and the stylus kind of likes tech, that does help. But it allows me just to have that free flowing creativity. I like to doodle. I like to draw mockups or you know mind map or whatever it is. So by having that dedication to that. Um, and it has regular things. So I have my, you know, I might have my budget in here. I've got poems in here. I've got quotes that I love. It's that thing where I can go to it and go, 
okay, this is, I need to get into my space. And it's something that I love to sit in a coffee shop with a nice latte and just sit down and dedicate some time to work on that. And actually the strategy that now I adopt after knowing you is I then take a photograph of it and I stick it in Evernote with the hashtags. So when I'm writing stuff about my family, it's hashtag family. When I'm writing stuff about business, it's hashtag business. It's easy for me to be able to locate it on Evernote. Um, but that's really the importance for me. And I, you know, I, it's just about, I deserve it. So therefore I'm going to put the time into doing it. The neatness actually is a perfectionist thing. So I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, it's, most a be- it's a beautiful thing. And the <laughs> listeners will agree when they see, I mean, these are works of art. These, now. <laughs> But most, so it's, um, and it's like an, 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 an interesting journaling is one of those things that a lot of people ask about. It's my most successful video on YouTube when I was reviewing a, 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 um, a journal, I think it's, it's about just giving yourself some time and, and getting into that. And it's, 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 it's being able to look back and go, Oh, this was this business idea I had ages ago. I need to either reinitiate it or bin it. Mm. And it's, it's just that it's the recording of history. I love it. I love it. Let's go from low tech pen and paper to oh, yeah. high tech. We've already alluded to the fact that, like me, you are a uh, come on. Let's 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 call it what it is. You're a fellow geek here. I you am. Love I love your it. tech. What it. are some of the apps that you're using at the moment that you just couldn't live without? Apps, tools, websites. Okay, so um, some of the the apps that I use on a day to day business is Trello for my projects. Um, because I like the, um, is it called Caban, Cabana? I think it's called Cabana, whatever it yeah. is for the columns there. Yeah. Yeah. But for my day-to-day tasks, I use Asana because I like the lists. Yeah, um, uh, Kanban, isn't it? Yeah, Kanban, sorry. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of coming back from the holidays. <laughs> um, okay, so um, because for my day-to-day tasks, I just want a list. I don't use the, um, the Kanban thing. So Trello and Asana. Um, Evernote, without a shadow of a doubt, I'm, I'm always using Evernote. The, um, the other thing what I've really got into um, is the AppSumo briefcase is a website that I absolutely yeah. um, love because it's a, it's a low-cost um, subscription, but the, the um, platforms and applications that you get, you never pay any more money for it. But it's it's that subscription. There's been some amazing. Uh, te- I know we often talk about the tech that comes. Yeah, let, let's share that. I mean, it's, so many people will be familiar with AppSumo. If you're not, yeah. then it's a great website to check out. AppSumo regularly do fantastic offers. You know, lifetime access to some really cool and innovative tools. You know, for say twenty five dollars, fifty dollars, as opposed to hundreds of dollars a year. Last year they released something called Briefcase. Um, and what Briefcase is? It's a flat fee. Is it fifty dollars a month we're paying at the moment, Jeff? I can't recall. Yeah, I got I got early I got I got early adopters, um, so I'm not so I'm I'm grinning <laughs> here. But yeah, but it's it's a, that. Let's call it around fifty dollars a month, and yeah. for that you get access to all of these tools and they keep adding more and more tools. Yeah, they do. Uh, you know, video chat tools, um, uh, project management tools, invoicing. There's just a wealth of stuff there. So that is what uh, uh, AppSumo Briefcase is. Fantastic, isn't it? What are you using within Briefcase at the moment? What's I think actually the question, Richard, possibly is what am I not using? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I use the SEO um, the SEO report tool. So it, it, it basically analyzes my site tells me what's good and bad and what I need to change. 
Um, that's all, that's going all the time. Um, the other one I'm really using, or I'm experimenting with at the minute, is Content Studio, mm. which is the one that fits into my WordPress site, and I can um, manage all of my social uh, media and my content for my blogs and stuff. That I'm really interested in because that's going to save a huge amount of time to do that. Um, uh, yeah, there's loads. I'm, it's overwhelming. I mean, the bottom line is it's, yeah. it's $50 a month or there and yeah. thereabouts yeah. for this smorgasbord of, of tools. Yeah. So not to make this yeah. into an advert for... Uh, no, no. And, but, I, but I think it's also important to know that if you leave, you lose everything. Yeah. So once they, once they have got you, they <laughs> have got you. Um, but, it's, but, it's, um, but it's been... I've saved... I think as soon as I, to give you an example, as soon as I signed up for this, I saved about 400 pounds a month on my costs solely by going to these guys. So um, I, I highly recommend them. There are some downsides, don't get me wrong, but um, they've, they've proved to be really good. And the other platforms uh, are one called Step Set Up, which is only for Mac users. So I don't know how many of your listeners listen to Mac, but what they basically do is they give you, again, $7.99 a month, and they give you um, all of these apps for that membership. Um, that's, that's been really, really cost-effective. Oh, um, and then the other one really is Audible or Scribe. Um, they're the big ones for my own sort of self-development or um, even just fiction fix. Um, that's a sort of a big one as well. Thanks for sharing those. We'll include links to all of those in the show notes there because there was quite a few tools to, to, to get through. Again, another um, something I've uh, been aware of in high performers, people are very successful, is they, they look for these apps. They, look, they use technology to serve them, to make life easier for them. Absolutely. So, yeah. While we're on the subject of technology, uh, as well as the voice of Tub Talk, uh, as we can now refer to you as, <laughs> you, you've got your own podcast and you've um, interviewed dozens, hundreds of people. Now, tell us a little bit more about who you've interviewed on your podcast that you found really interesting or unusual lately. Okay, so um, yeah, it's called the Success IQ Podcast. It's um, helping you create and live an exceptional life. That's the promo. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've had the big one, the really ones that um, really got me thinking and have been great guests. I've had um, Stu McLaren on. Uh, Stu McLaren talks about creating tribes and, and um, memberships and communities. Um, he used to be one of the owners of Wishlist, I believe, at one point. Um, he was on, Chris Duck has been on, had, um, had him on. That was a great interview because Chris had made some, uh, a massive impact on my life was going through changes, which, uh, from his first book. Um, and, uh, and obviously now he's written another book, which is cool. Um, um, we've had, uh, Mike Morrison who, uh, talks about memberships. He was, he was brilliant and he's a local as well, which is really cool. You don't get many local podcasters. Um, but it's it's doing that, and there's been I mean there's been a list. I mean we're nearly up to our hundredth hundredth episode, and then we've got a few in the reserves as well. So it's um it's it's been really really good fun. And there's I think the the important thing is there's key things for everyone. So whether it's SEO or um or leadership or whatever it is, it's just about helping people get their fix for what they need to do. 
Yeah, great. So uh, for anybody listening to this, go and check out Jeff's podcast. That's Success IQ podcast. Now, you mentioned Mike Morrison. You mentioned membership sites. Uh, Mike, just up the road from you and I here in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. You've yeah. recently launched your own membership site, haven't you? Tell, tell me a little bit more about that and what, what was the thinking behind launching a membership site? Yeah, so Success IQ Alliance, is, um, it's just come out well, at the present moment time. It's in its, it's, in its pilot stage. Um Ultimately, the reason behind it is is twofold. Number one, I have a big mission to help people. Um, and obviously, as a coach, which is a time for money thing, um, I can't help enough people. Mm. So the idea behind the Alliance um, program is literally about giving them a, a cost-effective way to get the resources, get the um, get strategies, tools, and techniques to help them build that mindset that then can help them go and create the life, the business, and, and the relationships that they really want to do. And for me, it'd been, a, it'd been a big personal battle for me to do that because with dyslexia and my belief of my own intelligence that I've struggled with since I was a kid, it was really a hard thing to put out. But thanks to the masterminds and, and all of that stuff, it was a way to go, actually, this is the way that I can help more people around the world and fulfill my uh, legacy or if you will um and that's what it is so yeah it's in it's in pilot stage at the minute um so yeah it's, it's going really good fantastic if, if people want to find out more about that and i'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of listeners listening to you know the advice the value you've given here and, and think you know this is somebody i want on my team how do i find out more about that Okay, so to connect with me onto social media, you can go Instagram is Jeff Nicholson UK, Facebook is Jeff Nicholson UK, so is LinkedIn. Um, everything is um, made dead easy, and the the URL as well for the website is um, jeffnicholson.uk, which you can find all the information about me on there. Yeah, so I've also got a very special uh, page for all of your listeners, um, which will have some content on also how they can get hold of me. makes life a lot quicker. Um, the link is jeffnicholson.uk forward stroke tub talk. And that'll give them all the information that they need, Richard. Fantastic. And we'll include that in the show notes as well. You're one of the best kept secrets of definitely the Northeast, if not the UK. You know, I know the people that you work with and I'm very grateful for all the help that you've given me as well. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Um, any parting words of wisdom for us as you go? What the words of wisdom from the voice of Tub Talk? I, th I, think, <laughs> I think ultimately, I think don't fall into the trap of not trying something because your ego stops you. If you're wanting to make the change in your life, whatever it is, improving relationships, taking your business to the next level or whatever it is, you've got to put that ego aside and go, okay, I'm going to learn some new skills because you only grow when you implement new skills. You'll always stay exactly as you are if you don't. And, and there's, my, there's my words of wisdom. <laughs> Jeff, thank you. You're a great friend. You are a fantastic performance coach. I really appreciate all the advice you've given uh, to me and to my clients as well. Thank you for joining us today. Look after yourself, Richard. Cheers. This episode is sponsored by Ninja RMM, the easiest RMM you will ever use. Ninja focuses on simplifying your life as an MSP or IT professional. Are you moving from a break-fix model to fully manage your assets? Have you already embraced the world of managed services and are looking to expand your portfolio? 
Well, Ninja's platform combines monitoring, alerting, antivirus patching, and IT automation, providing your business with a single pane of glass for managing multiple devices across various environments. Visit ninjarmm.com forward slash tubtalk and become an IT ninja today and mention you are coming from tubtalk. Ninja will have a special offer ready for you. Hey team, this is Richard again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is MSP Insights. Now, every Tuesday, I share my thoughts on the business of IT with you, the managed service community. Thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to MSP Insights. It's easy to sign up, easy to cancel. MSP Insights is basically a short email from me every Tuesday without fail with advice on growing your IT business, plus cool resources I found, discovered, or started exploring that week. It's kind of like my diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's gogo.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.